Welcome to the Row by Row Garden Show, the best garden show on the radio and the internet too. So we are delighted today, this evening, to have a lady in the house, Miss Fancy Girl Farms. Thank and you, Mr. Greg. <laughs> she is from the big town of Heihara. Heihara, Georgia. Heihara, Georgia. So what happened was uh, a lot of the girls in the office was talking one day about this Fancy Girl Farms thing, and they went on and on and on, and I had to find out about it. So I looked it up, and then we made a little trip over there, a day trip, and did a little tour. I said, girl, you got to come on the show with us. This is interesting right here. So <laughs> here we have you. Thank you. Thank you so much so, for inviting uh, me. Tell us a little bit about where the name come from. So the name Fancy Girl Farm, as you can tell, I'm not fancy. I'm not very high maintenance. But my grandpa um, was just a traditional farmer. And when I started doing my raised bed garden, it had to be pretty. I needed... Um, ornamental things we had flowers we had vegetables and so when he would come over and visit he would always just say jennifer this is this is too fancy and, and i would say papa i'm a fancy girl <laughs> and uh he said yeah you are my fancy girl yeah. <laughs> so um then it just kind of evolved and then when we started selling eggs and i was baking um the cartons i needed a farm name and so um i said you know papa always called me a fancy girl so that's how fancy girl farms kind of came about <laughs> So we'll dive into some flower farming and some flower farming with vegetables in just a little bit. But first of all, let's do a little product highlight. So we just got a uh, we just got our last shipment of wind peanuts in. And for you folks who want to grow some peanuts, it's going to be your last chance to get some peanuts to plant in your garden. Now down here, Jennifer, where we live, <laughs> there's a lot of peanuts. Oh yeah. But those peanuts are primary for peanut butter and peanut oil and peanut meal. This variety right here is a variety that you can roast or you can boil. We love boiled peanuts in the south. Yes. But also, a lot of people like them roasted. Let's see if I can fix this up. So, if you was to go to the Braves game or, or a major league <laughs> game and you was to buy the peanuts, look at there. Yeah, you would get something like that. These are large peanuts right here designed for roasting or boiling. Now, this is a variety called Wynn. And this variety was developed in North Carolina State. And I think it was released in 2013. It has some disease resistant to it. It makes a great variety for the garden. And you know how our peanuts kind of spread on the ground? Yeah. This one grows a little different. So this one grows about a foot and a half tall. So it looks different than your regular peanut does. So uh, there we have it, folks. Wind peanuts, we got them in pounds. We got them in five pounds. Uh, get them. Uh, we just sent an email out uh, earlier this week showing you when you need to plant them. So if you're interested or think you may want to plant some peanuts, it's a good time to take that opportunity. All right. Next thing is we got a little situation here at Hall's Tools that I want to talk about. And we have got uh, anywhere from 15 to 20 people that work here at Hoss Tools. And um, we really love our Hoss family. And, and we have three ladies here have, that have been affected by breast cancer. And we have one right now that's going through some issues, and her name is Frances. Now, Frances has been here about three months. Sweet lady, and um, she's just absolutely a joy to have around. Now, Frances, whenever you run into her in the hallway, in the warehouse, whatever, she's got one of those smiles that's just contagious, always smiling, always upbeat, just a beautiful lady. 
Frances doesn't have any insurance and she's going through some battles right now. So we thought, what better way to do a little fundraiser and we're going to help Frances out along with your help. And our other two ladies that have had some issues, we're going to try to meet some of their needs too. So what we decided to do was create this little collection. And this little collection here, we let Frances pick out. And of course, they're flowers. Awesome. Let me get into them right here. Inside of this bag, and we got the little, little uh, breast cancer emblem on back there. Frances picked out Teddy Bear Sunflower. Mm. I'm going to grow that one. I haven't yet. That's a good, everybody, that's a <laughs> crowd favorite there. Uh, Marigold Sparky Mix. Autumn Beauty Sunflower Mix. And the Sun Gold Dwarf Sunflowers. Now, I've grown these before. They don't get very tall. No. So she picked out these four varieties. And I said, well, what we'll do, these varieties are normally $3.99 each. But we're going to sell this collection for $9.99. And that's, uh, that's a savings of somewhere around six bucks that you're going to be saving by buying this collection. 100% of the proceeds from this collection, we're calling it right now, Hall's Team Fundraising for Francis. We're going to give 100% of those proceeds to our ladies that have these needs. Francis being number one, she has the most pressing need at the moment. And we're going to try to help the other two ladies as what needs they have. And then after that, for the rest of the year, we're going to donate 100% of the proceeds, and whatever we have left, we're going to donate to a breast cancer foundation or a charity. That's wonderful. And I think that's a, <laughs> that's a good thing to do. I mean, it's really unusual for us to have, for a company no bigger than us to have struggles, people have that issue no more than what we have. Now, my family personally have never been touched with that, but, you know, our, our Hall's family is near and dear to us and we want to do something. I would love to say it was my idea, but it was not. It was Cameron's idea and Cameron's our seed manager. He came one, one day and he said, look, we just got to do something for Francis. So that's what we're going to do. So if you feel the need to, uh, to help out a little bit and you want to get some great flowers, you can order this collection. If you don't, we just ask you to please keep Francis in your prayers and thoughts as she goes through this battle. So there we have it. Let's get into some flower farming. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> All right. One more thing before we get too far. I want to show everybody this right here. You know, we're great about showing everybody our what we do well. I'm going to show you what a failure looks like. And it's not a complete failure, but somewhat. Do you grow onions? I, I do. Not very often. Usually the Vidalias. Yep. But my papa always said that if you weren't killing something, you weren't learning. Exactly. <laughs> so. That's a good one there. So this is the Vidalia type right here, and you can tell it's what we call a personal size. I didn't make a real big onion. I really got struck hard with the disease this year. You see mm -hmm. these little spots there? Yeah. That's a blight. And all the rain that we had, man, yeah. I got hit early, and I couldn't control it. I couldn't do anything with it, and it would rain, and it would rain, and it would rain. I would spray it. It would wash it off. So pretty much I come to the grips that my onion crop was going to get hit hard. And, you know, sometimes you just, yeah. with gardening, sometimes you just Did lose. the same thing this year. Yep. You think, you know, if you're not going to, I don't care who you are, you're going to lose a crop every now and then. Yeah. And I didn't or lose the majority it, of it. <laughs> but I didn't make, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't make much of it. And, and I just want to show everybody what the blight looks like. You mm -hmm. see it there. If you got that on there, you need to get started with some application of fungicide and, uh, and do what you can. Now, another thing, we've talked about this before, too. It does make a difference when you do fertilize the onions. You can help control that by 
controlling your fertilizer. Once they start the bubbling process, you want to cut off your fertilizing, and that'll help. But if you fertilize heavy after the bubbling process, it will cause this problem to get worse. So there you have my personal size aims. All right, so let's talk about gardening and let's talk about flowers. All right. Now, I think everybody should grow flowers in the garden. I agree. I agree. Even if you're a vegetable farmer, bringing in flowers um, brings in your beneficials. And that's what you need, especially if you're going to try to do organic or as pesticide free as possible. You need your, your good bugs. Um, and also flowers are just beautiful to look at. So, they I are. mean, um, if you're going to have some beautiful tomatoes, grow some flowers with them. <laughs> so you do flower farming. I do flower farming, yes. And what got you involved in, why, why did you start flower farming? Um, I've always gardened on a small scale. I've always had a little home garden. Um, and then a couple of years ago, one of the ladies that work in our office, because gardening, farming is not my only job. It's my second full-time job, I like to tell people. Which is the case <laughs> for most people, yeah. Yes. So uh, at our office, one of the ladies, uh, Miss Leslie, I'm not that big into social media at that time, but she had an Instagram account and she was showing me an Instagram account of a flower farmer. Her name, uh, their, their farm was called Little Boy Flowers. And she was just showing it to me one day. And I was like, flower farming? That's a, that's a job? People actually farm flowers? I just, it never occurred to me that to grow flowers on a commercial scale because around here you just don't really see flower farmers you, it's all vegetables right and i've always grown flowers in with my vegetables but never had i thought to grow flowers just as the main crop and um so i started researching it i took um lisa ziegler uh she has a flower farming course called the gardener's workshop i took her beginning class i took her advanced class last year and it's just grown from there. So I'm going into my third year this year. And Lisa's got some pretty good books out there as well. Yes, she's got a, uh, she's got a book called Cool Flowers, mm -hmm. which is all about your hardy annuals. So this is my second year that I was able to grow hardy annuals, which means these are flowers that you plant in the fall that winter over and they're the first to bloom in the spring. So everything you see in this container, I don't know if they can Pull see it. Here. So all these flowers are considered hardy. Okay. So these are all your hardy annuals. So I started the seed in early fall. They uh, went into the field in October, November. And so we got snap, snapdragon, sweet peas, um, Amy, Crispedia, Chinese forget-me-not, uh, Dianthus or sweet William, um, some straw flower. So, uh, but her book kind of opened the door for, for that because our, our season is so short from our spring is so short. That these types of flowers, if they're not planted in the fall and have that cool time to get established, the heat comes on so fast for us that they're gone. Right, we go. From, I mean, we go from. Yeah. I mean, we go from seventy to ninety right. <laughs> in a week. So, so the first my first year of flower farming, I did not have success with these types of flowers because I didn't understand the cool flower, the hardy annual process. But once I got uh, once I, you know, familiarized myself with that technique and read more about it, second year was good. The third year was better. Um, again, like you though, I had, I struggled with my Lysianthus and Snapdragons this year because of all the rain. So I had a lot of mold issues. Tried to stay ahead of it the best I could. <laughs> right. So you flower farmers, y'all have some slang talk. 
So you, what do you call what do you call snapdragons? I just call snap, them snaps. Snaps, and they call sunflowers sunnies. Sunnies, yes. So that's the that's the lingo of the flower farmers. I found out is and like Lizzie Anthus, we yeah, call them Lizzie. You're right because so, it's it's a lot. It's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. So you always got when you're talking about a flower farm, you always got to get into their slang conversation to yes. keep up. Yeah, and like you said, sometimes I'll, I'll when I'm selling, I'll say it a price per bunch and I forget that people right. aren't florists and they don't under, they don't know what a bunch is so I have to kind of explain and back myself back out and say okay a bunch is usually 10 stems right <laughs> so but it's a lot of it yeah we have our own little lingo yeah those are really nice thank you yeah thank the you. snaps there's I, I've never grown them that that nice I don't think <laughs> those are pretty nice. there's a couple of varieties in there the the chantilly and the rocket the rocket typically lasts a little longer for us because right. they can tolerate some of the heat better than the uh, Madam Butterflies, and, but those are usually the first to bloom. So you always try to grow like different varieties within the same uh, Snapdragon. You just grow different varieties that have a different bloom time so you can extend your harvest. The lady you and I was talking the other day, the lady that wrote the book, Lynn Berinsky. Yes, yep. yes. That was the very yep. first book I bought when I decided I was going to try my hand yep. at flower farming. Yeah, Lynn's a sweet lady. Yes. <laughs> so you got Lynn, you got uh, Lisa, Lisa Ziegler, and then um, Aaron um, with Florette. Okay. Benzacane, Aaron Benzacane. Okay. Um, I took her. She also has an online flower farming course that I took. Okay. I try. I love school. I've, I've always, I've always loved school, which is why I think I like farming so much because to me it's, it's constant knowledge. You're constantly having to learn. You're having to adapt. Yeah. Um, there's always new varieties and new things. So. It just kind of has clicked with me. <laughs> well, you do a great job. Well, thank at you. <laughs> but now let's talk about the flower farming is a little different than vegetable farming. So I noticed in yes. your flower, you 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 farm in the what we call the flat or on bare dirt, not bare dirt, but on the ground yes. with your flower farms. But your vegetable garden was a very we got a picture here was a very nice raised bed that was I was envious of. Thank you, thank you. But you do things a little different. Well, that was the raised bed was my my first garden because I started that in 2012. I convinced my husband that we needed I needed some raised beds, um, and where our property is, that was an old homestead where the garden sat, and so there was a lot of bricks in the ground. There was old utility lines, and so I decided that let's just do a raised bed garden, and that way too, it's above ground. And of course, it had to be pretty. You it know? was pretty. It was nice. Um, and neat. I mean, my grandpa always had like the straight rows and the long yeah. field, yep. and it's beautiful in its own right. But I needed something more pretty. Right, right. <laughs> and, 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 and it's fairly low maintenance, correct? Yes. Once you get it, once you get it completed, um, just maintaining the weeds. But we, you know, you've got your irrigation already set up into your raised beds. Um, we have landscape fabric down on the ground with mulch on top um, and that you know that's the pathways and then we have like a small outside garden or a, um, just a, a border garden because originally I had just grown all the vegetables in the raised beds and then planted all the flowers on the outside right. but you know things evolve and I started planting flowers in with the vegetables and then vegetables went on the outside so lost their place yes <laughs> Yeah, but flowers are easy to grow. I mean, that's one they of the really things. Are. That's one of the things for people that's vegetable garden. I say always grow flowers. They're probably easier to grow than vegetables are. They're more forgiving most of the time. More forgiving, easier to grow. Pesticides, 
you basically, you don't have a lot of pests with, with flowers. I don't have a lot of pests. Most of the time, if you're going to fight a disease, it's going to be like a fungal issue. And that's usually because it's too wet. Your season's been too wet. We're in South Georgia. Sometimes it's very humid. So like on zinnias, we'll get yeah. the rust and things like that. But I, I fortunately have not had a large issue with pests. Um, like I said, we just try to bring in all the good bugs, the assassin bugs and things like that, that kind of take care of anything that's bad. And, and I have a great uh, insect app that I, it's on my phone. So when I'm in the garden and I see something, I'm not really sure. Is it a good bug? Is it a bad bug? You take a picture of it. Bam. Pulls and it I up. noticed in your greenhouse, <laughs> you also have some traps in there. Yes. In the greenhouse, we keep the yellow sticky traps mm -hmm. um, yep, for the gnats. Great idea. And, and yeah. you probably saw they were full. Right, and right. I had just changed them out. But right. Right. So, you know, they're easy to grow. Mm -hmm. They're basically no pesticides. And the fertility is not as heavily dependent as some of our vegetable crops of. Right. So they're a little forgiving there. And you know, another thing too, they grow all summer long. So you can grow flowers even after our spring vegetable crop is kind of working its way out in July. First of July, we pretty much done around here growing vegetables. Yeah, it gets hot. But you can grow those sunflowers. You can grow those zinnias. You can grow some beautiful flowers all during that you know that summer heat yeah we typically are i typically try to go all the way until the end of september um and then honestly by then i'm just so tired right. i need a break right i'm sure we could grow year round i'm sure there are flowers that here in south georgia we could grow year round but honestly the, the farmer's tired in <laughs> september and i need a little break you gotta take a break right yeah. because we're gearing up yeah. you know we're already thinking about yeah. fall and planting our fall right. garden um because come october november that that field has to get planted for the hardy annual sure so and if you miss the mark then you're already behind <laughs> yeah and you know they're not just for women either men need to grow flowers um just this past week i did a pop-up market and i have a um a customer she's been a loyal customer but her husband came and he said my wife sent me up here because she couldn't get off work in time and told me i had to get a bundle of snapdragons yeah, yeah, we. I, I love growing, Sorry. but I, I sometimes I have alternative reasons for growing flowers, and I'll explain one of them to you. Okay. So you know us men, when we're uh, sometimes we have the recorder going on over here, but we're really not paying attention. We're in our own little world here, and my wife will be talking to me, and she'll say, "Mama, mama, mama." Ma. And then she realizes, or she thinks like she realizes, I'm not talking. I mean, I'm I'm not listening. Mm -hmm. So she says, uh, "Did you hear what I said?" Well, I may not have processed it, but I actually heard what she said. I got this little <laughs> recording thing going on here. I go, so I can nice. spit it right back to her. You said your Aunt Clarice said you shouldn't wear yoga pants. You know, that's what you said. And she's okay with that. Well, and then there's other times that I go into this complete, and, and, and you men out there will, will get me. We go into this rest phase where our brain is resting. And honestly, there's nothing going on over here. We're just in rest phase. Now, you, lady, to my husband, yeah, you ladies cannot <laughs> cannot visualize what I'm talking about here. No. But when I'm in that rest phase, and I could be driving, but I'm in that rest phase and nothing is happening up here. And she's talking and she says, did you hear what I said? And I know I'm in trouble. She said, repeat it back to me. And that's where <laughs> I got that deer in the headlights. Look, I'm in trouble because I can't, I didn't have a recorder on mm -hmm. and I can't, I can't run. That's when you need those flowers. So a lot of times you can go out there and get those flowers. You can fix your little mm -hmm. thing up, you can carry it, and you don't have to explain or say anything. You can just kind of leave them on the counter, and it just kind of takes care of itself. Because us men, we're not good at explaining things. No. So we can do that, and it gets us out of a world of trouble. It does. What my husband does, he brings me yard tools. 
<laughs> You're a little different. Yeah. I don't get flowers for anniversaries. Yeah. I get new mowers. Right. I get uh, a, a weed eater that's battery powered, and right. I get all these cool well, that's tools. Good. That's yeah. good. So I he has tools. those blank rest resting moments yes. as well. Yes, okay. and then he'll show up with the new tool. Right. That I can now, when use. he has those restful moments, his brain is resting. <laughs> does he look like he's just out there in space, or does he look like he's actually? You think something's going on up there, but really and truly, nothing's happening. Yeah. You've seen those? I've seen it. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, men, you got to have your flowers in the garden. <laughs> when you mess up, you get something there to get you out of those tides. So while you're planting your vegetables, plant a row of flowers. Plant a row of flowers. Easy to grow. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about pollinators. We talked about pollinators a little, a little bit, bit. But they are great for bringing in pollinators. Yes. Bees, uh, even some of your washed or, or beneficials that come in there. So they're great mm -hmm. for pollinators. And you know, I'm a manly man. I consider myself a manly man, but I do enjoy the vibrant colors of the flowers sometimes. And I just go out there and I just sit. I'm amazed at God's creation, what he's made. And I just sit there in one of those blank moments sometimes. Well, that's know? why the raised bed garden is yeah. so nice because you can make it almost a sanctuary. And right. that's kind of what I've created is because my, my other job, it's, it's mentally stressful. It's not physically stressful. Gardening is physically, right. you know, it's, it's physical labor. But to sit out there when I come home from the office, it gives you a chance to decompress. I call it my happy place. It's my happy place. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can't be mad when you're pulling weeds or, you know, cutting flowers. It's right. just... Or when he brings you that bouquet of flowers, you can't be mad. <laughs> you really can't. No, you're not. So we my have, husband has ever cut a bouquet of flowers from the Well, garden. I may have gave him an idea today. Hey, yeah, Mike, if you're listening, yep. cut me a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> so we have a Snapdragon mix right here. Mm -hmm. We have the Tetra mix. And you know, these things are 40 days. Now, the weather has to be right, but they 40, yeah. they mature pretty quick if the weather is right. If you plant them at the right time, they'll, uh, they'll do pretty good. So we decided we would do Greg and Jennifer's picks for <laughs> home gardens. Yes. So I'm going to do mine first, and then you can go with yours. Okay. So I will be tell you <coughs> that the Benary Giants is, is one of my favorites. Now, here is my Benary Giants story. Every year I go and I plant me some of the colors like the wine or the reds yep. or the whites or, or whatever. I always plant me a patch of the same colors, but I keep coming back to the mix every time. The mix just is so much easier. If you're a gardener, the mix is the way to go because yep. you have all the colors and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it don't have as many whites in there as you would mm -hmm. think it does, but you really don't need that many whites anyway. No. But it's a good one. Uh, let's see, my second one is the uh, Pro Cut Gold. We, we talked about this one a little bit before the show. Yep. So last year, the breeder of Pro Cut actually sent me a sample of these right here, and I, uh, I got them in and grew them, you know, to see if we want to carry the variety or not, and I loved it. It's a mm -hmm. smaller bloom. It's a real bright, it's, it's, the name of it is Pro Cut Gold Light Sunflower. It seems to be a little shorter, but it may have been just the way I grew them. I don't know. You know, sometimes if you don't fertilize, they don't get the fertilizer when they need it. They don't get quite right. the, the height. May have been what happened. Loaded up with blooms. It was a smaller bloom. Really like the gold light. The gold light. Because a lot of times you don't want those huge blooms. No. No. It really depends on the, the end product of what you're looking right. for. I mean, if, you, if you're wanting the larger, bigger flower, then you space them further apart and you get a larger flower. But... Like, for instance, for flower farming, if you're doing market bouquets or any type of wedding work, they want the blooms smaller. So we plant really tight in the field. Like we plant 
uh, every six to four, right. four to six inches. Right. You know, I did a video on that one time. That's exactly right. It's according if you want, as I said, if you want to win the county fair or not. Right. That's exactly. how, you, how you want to find them. <laughs> now, my next one here, I know you're going to you're gonna have some issues with this one. Calendrum. Did I say that right? <laughs> I say calendula. Calendula. I'm not really sure. <laughs> calendula. I have problems. My with southern accent yeah. sometimes, it just. Yeah, we like this one. I know you said you've struggled with it. This is a, what we consider a cool flower. Mm -hmm. We plant them in the uh, early, early spring, late winter, and they bloom, do well. Now, they'll stress out during the summertime. Yes, they will. Cut them back, and they're not going to be any good to you during the summer. But they will survive, and they'll bloom again come fall, and they'll load up. Now, I understand why this variety is not a favorite with flower farmers because it has a hard time getting that stem. Right. Mine are beautiful. I planted some again in the fall. This was the second time I've tried them because um, the first time, again, I didn't understand the cool flower. So I planted it early spring. Right. And it bloomed gorgeous blooms, but very short. Right. So And I needed a long stem length. So right. I tried it um, when I realized it was a hardy annual. It could be planted in the fall for us. I did that thinking I might have a longer stem. And while the stem is larger this time around, it still isn't as tall as I would like. For so it overwintered for you? It overwintered. Oh, okay. Now it did need frost protection. Okay. Okay. Um, but it, I, I had just um, uh, frost blanket over it when we would drop down to freezing, but it did beautifully during the, the winter. Yeah, I didn't know. And it, it's blooming. It, there's tons of blooms. Right. It, it is a very pretty flower. It makes a lot of color. Now, I didn't realize. And the bees like it too. Yeah, they do. I didn't realize that it would make it in our. Uh, we hadn't grown it throughout the winter. I didn't realize it would make it. I knew, I knew it probably wouldn't zone nine. Well, I fall planted it in November into the field and I covered it. Like I said, it does need frost protection. Right. But it and if we was to have one of those hard, hard freezes, you'd probably lose it. It probably would if it was a really hard. Yeah. But yeah. knock on wood, we haven't had any. So it, always had, it also <laughs> has some benefits other than being pretty. Mm -hmm. So, Miss Hoss made this salve here out of it. So, the coconut floor, it has the calendula petals in it, and it's supposed to be very good for your skin. Do you know that? I did not know that. It's a little bit of that. I have terrible skin. So, it's supposed to be real good <laughs> for your skin. Dry. You can rub it on there. It's kind of like the coconut oil in there is kind of the carrier there. It's supposed to be very good for you. And uh, there's a little process you have to go through to make sure she takes the petals and soaks them. Well, maybe I just need to cut all of it and give it to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she made these right here and she gave them out for Christmas gifts. So That's very little nice. Little tins, yeah. You smell the coconut in there, can't I you? I like it. Yep. My hands stay very dry in the dirt. So well, you stay I, dirty. I mean, stay anything dirty. I can find to help with dry skin, I'm usually buying. <laughs> so give us your picks. Well, you stole some of my picks. Did I? Yes. Well, let me just move them over here. You can, <laughs> you can go through your picks. I, I know you don't want this one. No, but any of the pro cuts, the pro cuts have some flowers. I love them. I grow four main varieties of pro cuts. I grow the white night, the white light, the um, the gold. Um, this year I am growing the gold light, and also. Uh, they came out with, I believe, Horizon last year, mm -hmm. which is their traditional sunflower, but it does have a little bit smaller head on it. Okay. Um, now, in my raised bed garden, I've grown some of the mammoths. I've grown the really, I mean, because those are the showstoppers, sure, really, when sure. people pull up and you right. see a flower head this big. Right. Um, but as far as flower farming on that side, I have to grow the little bit smaller varieties. Yeah, and we grow the pro cuts on the flower farm side because pollinus. Oh, yes, yes, I'm glad you said that, yes, because no one wants a bouquet of sunflowers with pollen everywhere yeah. on their table. So we grow the pollenless, and that is the Pro Cuts. 
the pro cuts, I tell people they're expensive. There's no doubt about it. They are expensive. Mm -hmm. And they're one cut and done. They're one cut and done. But they're worth money. Yes, they are. Hands down, they're worth the money. Mm -hmm. So, and to grow, you know, grow several of the varieties, grow the ones out there and see which one you like. I now, mean, the white ones. Yes. They, they, we have a little bit of trouble with those. We have a little bit of trouble with the bug pressure. Yeah. Um, but you can cut a sunflower as soon as it puts on a color bud. As soon as it doesn't have to be unfurlowed because you can cut it and put it in a vase and it'll continue to open. Yep. So for the white light and the night, um, one has a, a green center. The white light has the green, white petals, green center. The white night has the white petals with the darker brown center. I try to grow that one closer to the fall. It really mixes well with fall bouquets. But I have to cut it almost in a pretty tight bud stage just when you can start to see the color because the, the bugs like to nibble on the white flower. And, and, and anytime there's a little white flower and you get oh, a nibble yeah, hole, yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. you can you see get, it. You get so much longer out of your flower if you cut them that way. Yes. I yes. mean, it's an, it's unbelievable. What what can you get out of a, a sunflower a week? Oh, easy ten days. Yeah, easily. I honestly, I have customers that come every week or or every other week because they just replace a few of the flowers they got the week before. Okay, so, so I want they you last to, a really. I want long you to time. tell us about something that I'm not very well versed on. Okay, and no, that no. is how what you what's your process when you cut the flower to keep it fresh as long as possible. Tell me about the water and what do you do there? So we cut, or I cut into um, a bucket of water and it's got the hydration, it's the solution, crystal hydration. They usually have like step one, that's your, mm -hmm. your hydra hydration, your solution. So we cut in the coolest part of the day if possible, usually early morning or late evening. I um, try never to cut during the heat of the day. So we cut right into that bucket of water, cool water, hydration. We let it sit for a couple hours or overnight. Um, and then if I'm going to store it longer than that, we have another solution that we cut and put into, and that's like a holding solution. Yeah. Then the final step is when you take it home as a customer, I send you home with a little flower packet that has, basically it's the sugar water, but it also has like a little disinfectant in it that keeps the water from getting murky. But the best thing you can do to have a long lasting arrangement is to, change the water every couple of days, recut the stem, because just like pores on our skin, you know, they'll get clogged up. So uh, if you recut the flower, change out the water, add a little sugar, you know, add a little bit more of that uh, packet uh, with the, the flower food, and then easily could last seven to 10 days. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've got, I may have to use you some of your advice here. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten five or six, seven days, but I don't think I've got longer than that, but I've never done, I just put them in water. And I will change out the water every now and then, right. but not like I probably should. So. Right. I, I was skeptical, but that, that flower food now, it works. <laughs> it does Sorry, work. I interrupted you. What's your other favorites? <laughs> um, let's see. We, we talked about the veneries because they're just, they're gorgeous. They Pollinators love them. What, um, which ones do you like the best? What, you go color, you go mix. I, in my raised bay garden, in I mix In your personal them. garden. In my personal garden, I mix them. But on the flower farming side, we like things to be grouped in colors because we need speed of cutting. And we try to keep all of our colors together. So when we're making bouquets, yeah. like an assembly line. Right. So if you've got a bucket and everything's mixed, it just slows the process down. Right. So for flower farming, we try to grow in groups of the same color. So we're cutting all vine, we're cutting all coral, we're cutting all yellow. Coral, coral. I grew coral last year. I love. I grow. I, I have a I have a zinnia addiction. I just yeah. grow. I can't decide, so I grow everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now um, the venaries 
are the nice big ones, but the Oklahoma zinnias are my other favorite to grow. They're just a little bit smaller, they're okay. more petite. Sometimes they're a little easier to work with. Um, florists like them because they're a little easier to work with in floral bouquets or okay. wedding bouquet, wedding work. Um, I like them because they are easier to work with with a, with a you know a bigger arrangement. But let's see here. We talked about well again. Snapdragons are gorgeous. So for, as far as my cool flowers, snapdragons are my favorites. Um, I did grow ranunculus for the first time this year, which I didn't even know we could do in South Georgia, but I gave it a try. Which one? The ranuncula, ranunculus. Oh, I can't even say that. Uh, they almost look like roses. They're gorgeous. Oh, okay. But did it look like a poppy? Is that the one I seen look like a poppy? It almost looked like, yeah, it was the one all the way down. They uh, were, they're at the end. Like okay. we were getting ready to turn the field under because they only have about a five week bloom time for us. They, they started blooming uh, early March um, and then they were done with by Easter. Because they do not like any heat. And as soon as we start warming up, they're gone. Yeah, if I can't pronounce, no, I can't be ruined. There's a lot of these I can't yeah. pronounce, but yeah. I just go with it. <laughs> yeah. I do the best I can. Well, it's been great having you here. Okay, Fancy Girl Farms on yes. Facebook. You have a wonderful Facebook page. Thank you. I do not have a web page, a website. Um, Facebook keeps Facebook and Instagram keeps me pretty busy on those two platforms. Facebook.com at Fancy Girl Farms. Yes. Well, thank you so much, too, for having yeah, me today. It's yeah. been nice. Maybe I love talking we, flowers. <laughs> maybe we we talk somebody into planting flowers in their garden that have not planted before. You have to plant flowers with your yep, vegetables. Yeah, you do. So, glad you joined us for the show and, uh, and joined us tonight. Now, get out in that garden yes. and get dirty. Just get dirty. Thank you. See you. Take care. Mm -hmm.